0: Welcome back to Gold Ribbon Conversations, the podcast created to support families fighting childhood cancer in Ireland. Six children, adolescents and young adults are diagnosed with cancer every week in Ireland and the gold ribbon, which illuminates precious light, love, courage and compassion is a symbol of strength and solidarity for each and every one. My name is Sinead O'Moore and it is my privilege to bring you this podcast on behalf of Childhood Cancer Ireland, a charity founded by and led by parents of children with cancer and survivors who know that one of the greatest sources of strength for this fight is conversation. Throughout this podcast, I talk to families impacted by childhood cancer, as well as the experts who care for our children's health, education and happiness. Yes, we talk about the fear and the pain but we also talk about the hope and the friendship and the community that exists here because you are not alone. Childhood Cancer Ireland values every single donation while on its mission to help more children, adolescents and young adults survive cancer and thrive as adults and support all those dealing with the long-term effects of illness and trauma. You can help by sharing this podcast and by texting GOLD to 50300 and donating four euro or visit childhoodcancer.ie for more. In this episode, we meet Connie Crehan, a clinical nurse specialist in paediatric cancer in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital, Drogheda. Connie cares for patients in a shared care hospital setting. A local unit, like Our Lady of Lourdes, is a huge support for families who need regular care without the journeys to Crumlin. Here, we talk about how passionately Connie cares for her patients her work, how she found herself in paediatric oncology, the bonds she builds with the whole family in her care and how she balances this with the upset. Like through sport and sea swimming which help her to reset her mind and her body. And we talk about how the money raised by Childhood Cancer Ireland has been put to such good use for Connie and her paediatric cancer patients in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital, Drogheda. Annie, thank you so much for joining me on Gold Riven Conversations. Um, you are, I want to get this right, a. Clinical nurse specialist in paediatric cancer That's in right. Our Lady of Lords Hospital in mm-hmm. what a special, special role that is. Tell me how and why and what led you to focusing on
1: paediatric cancer? I suppose I fell into it. I started, My nursing career, I started with learning disability. And then I went and I did my paediatric nursing in, in Crumlin. And part of that, it was, it was an option to go to St. John's Ward to do, uh, for a placement. It wasn't compulsory. It was optional. I went to, to, I did my placement on St. John's Ward. And there was something about it. It was scary, but there was something that I liked about it because there was lots of people asking questions. I mean, uh, um, experienced staff. I felt there was an openness to learn. And I, I just, that's what I felt. And there was Elaine, the, the award manager at the time, at, at the end of my uh, placements, how did I get on? I said, I loved it. Would you like to come here? I said, gosh, I'd love it, but I wouldn't have the experience. I mentioned all the flaws and everything that I could possibly think of that I, why I wouldn't be suitable. But she just dismissed every one of them. And that's how I started on the, on, I just went, did my placement, after my placement, when I finished my nursing, uh, pediatric nursing, I ended up in St. John's ward. It wasn't, it wasn't that I always thought I was going to work there, but it was just by my doing the placement that I, I, that's how I started. Any regrets? Absolutely not. I wouldn't have, I, I, I never imagined myself working in an oncology ward. And I, I wouldn't regret it and I wouldn't change it in a heartbeat, to be honest. Um, what, does, what does it mean to you to work in an oncology ward? What does it mean to me? It's very humbling. It's, it's very sad, you know, that children are diagnosed with cancer and I wish they weren't. But I think us as nurses, oncology nurses, I think I think we have a lot to give um, and sometimes we don't realise it um and I think I suppose we learn an awful lot from the families from the parents and and especially the children I think we think we're leading the ways but I think sometimes you know we're following you know the 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 strengths and um of of the children and and the families um so what does it mean to me? It's yeah, I'm I'm humbled just to be working in, a, in an oncology unit because it's a very intense not well with oncology not in the oncology unit it's a very intense type of nursing. As I said, because it's when you think about it, if a child is diagnosed with cancer, it's I mean it's just totally it's it's so unfair. No one could even imagine it. Most parents can't imagine their child diagnosed with cancer. So as a nurse to be to be there as a part, you know, as part of that, you know, the diagnosis, they're you know, during their treatment, you know, you even you you've a, you a big role to play. We all have a big role to play. Um, it's 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 um, a, a massive role, as as you said. Uh, you know, the child is diagnosed with cancer. Um, it the parents' roles are just turned upside down. Their their lives are turned upside down. They just um. It's like, I, th- I think of children, I you know, they talk about families, they talk about parents, you know, that you have the, the snow cloud families, you know, the snowflake families, you know, that parents are trying to lead the way, trying to block everything, every obstacle that come in a child's way, that they're trying to ease that. But when it comes to oncology, the parents can't do that. I mean, they're left devastated. They cannot go through the treatment for the child. The child has to go tr- through that themselves. So as us... As nurses, we have to try and help and support the family. I mean, the child will get all the medical and um, treatment, the best medical treatment that's available at the time, but for the parents, we have to, we have to be there to support them, to support their child. And we have to try and empower them to be able to look after their child. In a nor in in like it's a new norm for them, in, in it's in a normal way, but in in some ways it'll become it becomes a normal way of life for them, in and out of hospitals, worrying about them, you know, finding out, right, is their child okay? Am I doing everything right? Am I watching out for all the signs and symptoms? Should I be doing something different? Um so for for, for there and I'm there, I we're all there as support for the family. The medicine, I mean, thankfully, you know, there's just constantly um, tr- clinical trials that are constantly trying to improve. They're constantly trying trying to give the best medicine, give give the best medicine with the least side effects, you know, because when you think of a child, they have a whole lifetime ahead of them. It's not like an adult, you know, you could have a child at four years of age, they could have another 80 years of life. So the, so you're, the medicine is, is such a big part of it um, that it's so important. But the other side of it, from from a nursing perspective, from from looking at the whole family part of it, is the whole dynamics of the the family. I mean, some families, I suppose each family is different. That's life in general. Each family is different and their coping skills and their coping mechanisms will be different. And some families don't have any support, you know, which is very hard. It's very tough. They don't have support in the communities. Some families are so lucky to have good family and friends that would be there to help. So for us as uh, as as nurses, you know, you're, you're you're there for the you're there for the parents. As I said, you're there to for to support them to to sort of to empower them. I just say to the parents, you know, when when you get into when you like you have to build up, up a rapport with them. You so I just say to them, you know, but by the end of it, you'll be nearly experts, and you know they they don't believe that, but by the end of the year, they know what stage their treatment is at. They know how well in the last cycle so-and-so has needed a red cell transfusion, or maybe they had temperatures, you know, it's, they, 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 they're they able to see the, the peaks and drops of to the, the, the the chemotherapy treatment. You know, they can see, they have a good idea. So that's our, that's our job, is to try and support them. Because I will say, and i coming from, if they're coming from the from St. John's Ward in Crumlin, and they're coming to a shared care hospital, that in the set of, like the diagnosis is shopping, Then they're they're discharged home and then they're going to come to another hospital, like a shared care hospital. And they know that the expertise is not in the shared care hospitals. You know, that's a given. You know, we don't have the oncologists, We don't have the hematologists, We don't have psychologists. We don't have psychiatrists. You know, there's lots of things we don't have. Now, there's lots we do have. So as we have to try and get the trust of the parents, then we need we need them to to trust us. And how do we get them to do that? Well, one we listen to them. One we try and, as I said earlier, we, we, we try and support them, you know, that they understand the child's treatment, that you understand that the side effects of the treatment, you know, that what, what what's expected. And if something happens, well, we can we can you know we can say to them, well, this is what's expected. So when they come then to the to the shared care when they, when they come to 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 the to, to the hospital in in Drogheda, we have to build up the rapport because as I said they they have our, they met all the team in Crumlin, and they're coming again and they're meeting new people. Um, so what we from when I meet them for the first time they know I have worked in St John's they know I have worked I have the oncology course over me so they know. From the get go, that you know that, that I have um, experience and I have knowledge of working with children with cancer, and that's a good starting point you for them, mm. because they are afraid with a newly diagnosed child with cancer, you know, and to know that they come to a different hospital, that as I said, that doesn't it's not as glamorous as as St John's might be, like their rooms might be, but our care, you know, we we give the best care that we possibly can, and the main thing that is important a shared care perspective is that we communicate and parents need to know that that we communicate with crumlin mm. that's vital for, for like but that's vital for the whole shared care program for, for all the shared care hospitals if you don't have good communications and there are good communication pathways the first thing is like when they're diagnosed you know there's there's proper um it forms and sheets that will be sent out uh, from the clinical specialist and we'll, we'll go through all of them you know we, we know in advance so we know when the patient comes we know all their details uh, with family members we know what their diagnosis the prognosis and then even a the child comes into to us with with a uh, temperature or we're concerned uh, likewise we we uh, sent off admission sheet forms we let crumlin know that that, that they're the, one of our shared care patients is in the hospital in drohog So it means that in Crumlin, then they have a board on the main ward. So they have the older inpatients, but they also have inpatients in the shared care hospitals. So they're able to see, you know, on a daily basis, the team in Crumlin are able to see that, well, Mary or Johnny is in Drogheda. So they know that they're an inpatient. You know, it's about keeping the communication. It's making sure that everybody, everybody knows. That so and so is in, that whatever patient is in, and whatever treatment that um, that is required. We have a shared care um, document um, for supportive care. As you know, that it's because around all the hospitals and uh, the sixteen shared care hospitals, and in 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 Crumlin as well. So we have the shared care guidelines that we all go by. So it's it's. It's, it's in a way it's foolproof as long as we know that as, as long as it's followed it's like everything it's only as good as the people that follows it so I suppose from from my role as I certainly as a CNS I like to I would be trying to make sure that that everything is followed as much as as, as best we can I doubt that, that includes you know in consultation with the doctors the nurses um dietitians you know physiotherapies you know the, the, the therapists you know did you the, there? You're there to link between the whole lot within the hospital, but with Crumlin as well. And if you do all of that and you're including the family in this, which is so important, the patient, like the child is the utmost, that's the, the, the centre, and then you have the family around that. So if you have all, if you can support them and let them know that the support is there for them, let them know that the care that we're given is is guided and um, by Crumlin, you know, by research that the the treatment we're given is 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 up to date um and that's that's what the parents need so if they see all of that if you have good communication skills with them and you and i'm in a lucky position also with the room that's we have an oncology room for that oncology room it means that i have the patients they come in there to me the door is closed so I get a child in every day for a week. I get them in once a week, twice a week. I have lots of opportunities to meet the family. So they're in the in this lovely little room. While I'm doing whatever treatments that's, you know, that's needed on today, I I get to talk to the parents. I get to talk with the, the, the children, but they're 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 fantastic, they're amazing, you know, for the, what they're going through. They I get to talk to the parents. Sometimes it's not even what to say, you know. It's sometimes you can pick up on how the how the mood is, or sometimes to have a lot to say. Now there will be quite cagey talking in front of a of a child, mm-hmm. you know. They, they her parents are amazing insofar as that they will try and come in smiling. They have the big smiles on the face, you know. And sometimes that's only a bravado. You know that's not how they're feeling, but they'll do it for their child. Sometimes you can see it and. It's, so in the after sometimes i'd be able to speak to them on the phone afterwards i have my own oncology phone so an oncology phone it means that it's a mobile phone and that too is great because one of the parents if any parent have any concerns at all if it's not an emergency they'll just text and say connie we never get a chance will you give me a ring i say if it's emergency well they'll ring the ward or ring get through to the mobile phone so that's another way of communication that they, that they, they don't feel that, that they're on the phone for hours or even and, and trying to get through to a ward. They they get re- directly straight through to me. And I, I think sometimes that's all they need. Sometimes you just need somebody to say to them, Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, what you're doing is fine. How your patient, or uh, your little child is, whatever the whatever the concerns is, that's okay. Or the times you might say, Well, I think maybe you should bring them in. You know, it's It's about everything is about communication. It's about keep them in the loop. It's about supporting them because it's it's an awful for for a family to go through that. It's 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 an awful journey for them. So our role is definitely to try
0: and support them. This room that you spoke about, the pediatric oncology room in the hospital, that was the funding and the refurbishment of that came from Childhood Cancer Ireland. Mm -hmm. Tell me what difference has that made
1: well as i say all the time it's a lifesaver it's it's a game changer it's the difference for for the children i said to you earlier that when the children come on the world but prior to this there was we never had a designated room this is the first time um, that that there's a designated room for children with cancer imagine all these years and it, it just it's only now that we have one room designated for children with cancer up until this when the children come onto the children's board like most shared care hospitals there'll be we have about 20 30 rooms um, and it could be in any of those rooms but to have this one room that's furnished with um lovely bright colors there's a lovely trolley and it does Fancy lights. We have lovely pictures on the wall. It's private and it's for children with, with that comes into me with cancer. Especially for those. It's not for inpatients, Sinead It would be lovely if we had nice rooms for inpatients, but what we have is fine. But for 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 this room, the children can. They know where they're going. When the parents come on the ward, they know exactly where they're going. They come straight down to the room. They come in. The the child knows to hop in the bed. mom is a lovely lovely comfortable chair, we sit down. And that it's it is it made such a difference. And you know what it also did, Sinead? To me, in a way, it recognized children has cancer. It made before this, before this, everyone on the ward knew children get cancer. But outside of that, people didn't really get it in the hospital because we're a pediatric unit in a general hospital. So it's it is different from the pediatric hospitals. So we we're, we're so it we didn't no one knows that was children get cancer unless somebody was affected by it but you have a room designated for the children with cancer it's out there that these children that do exist it's a starting point i mean what i love more absolutely but for the parents it's soft it's friendly it's warm it's private um and i can do all the, the their their treatments like dressings You know, um, if they come in with temperatures, we can get them worked up. You know, it's, it's just it's comfortable. It's 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 yeah. it's we like to think it's friendly. And I think that's the important thing. That's the message we want to give out. I can tell you that, you know, when the children come in first. They they're afraid of everybody, they're afraid of you, they're afraid of me, they're afraid of everything coming into the room by the end of the treatment they're jumping into the room they're running up to the door they're knocking. gonna they nearly come in without knocking the little kids if they're old enough and they're running they know where to go it's i i don't know I, and they're, they're not afraid by it and i think that's what's important that that they just adjust you know and as it it's it's yeah it's just a, it's a nice little room and i will say that the funding for for it to happen i never thought it would happen I thought it would happen somewhere down the line, but I think that the, the getting the funding from the Childhood Cancer Foundation made such a, a difference. And I think you know, having the parents that had cancer that set up that organisation, they knew what people wanted, they knew what families needed, they knew what what, what was needed. And I and I think I'm I think we will we'll always be grateful for them for doing that. Really, really appreciate the, the work that they did for that. It's about parents
0: who have walked this before, acknowledging and recognizing what the parents that are at the beginning of this journey need and sometimes familiarity and safety and somewhere that is less like a hospital environment for their children to feel less scared of um, is exactly that. And and what you said about the impact of the room, it's about creating just a little safe place where The children feel like this isn't something to be afraid of. And I suppose that is also one of the benefits of having this kind of shared care unit. They're not always taking that long trip up to the big, scary hospital in Dublin. You know, they can just visit you for those little daily or weekly
1: things that they might need. Absolutely. Um, As you're trying to normalize their life. And if by com- if coming to a shared care at a hospital can do that not if it can it can do that it it it's just it makes such a difference for for the parents because as well as everything just the financial cost of traveling to um to Dublin for treatment there is the 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 cost the emotional cost on other mam- family members they're, I mean they've other, most families will have other children they're trying to get them to school. They're trying to get them to ch- ch- child minders, or they're going to other appointments. So sometimes, maybe you could have a family member that could bring the child to to, to us in, in the hospital because maybe a family member has to go somewhere else. So the the local hospital is as is, is great from from that point of view. It's it's as it just makes life much more easier because families do. While while i always acknowledge, and I would I always acknowledge, and I say to the parents. I feel when they start the treatment, it's like they're on a roller coaster. They get used to the roller coaster. You know, it, it nearly becomes the norm. They will try and make things as normal as possible, but they're always on the roller. There the, will be enough roller coaster and they're always in high alert, but they'll, it'll become normal for them. But and they'll make it normal for for, for the kids. Now, when they when their treatment is finished, I think when, when they come off, I come off that roller coaster and it's just like they hit the ground with a bang, because they have been such on there have been this roller coaster of emotions of a journey that no one ever expected them to be on. Um so even from that point of view, we're there to support them, even sometimes poster treatment, you know, that families know that they can ring, that can, that, you know, that they, that they have the support of their local team, as well as obviously the, 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 their, their clinical appointments post-treatment in Dublin as well. Many children living
0: outside Dublin also attend one of the 16 shared care or regional hospitals closer to their home. There, they are treated in isolation rooms and cannot leave to use the playroom or other ward facilities. Childhood Cancer Ireland's shared care program aims to improve facilities and support for those children and their parents. We fund equipment such as wall-mounted cardiac monitors and thermometers, TVs, DVD players, Playstations and other gaming devices, electric beds, life flat day beds for parents and vinyl wall art to brighten up the isolation rooms and create a brighter space for children with cancer. To date, Childhood Cancer Ireland has refurbished isolation and or treatment rooms in eight hospitals around the country and continues to work on the rest. This bond that you have with families, it can create such comfort and friendship and support, as you say, to empower those parents through this journey. But how do you manage you and your team and your emotions, when, of course, you might see that pain and that grief walk through the door?
1: Um, I think the first thing, as long as you recognize it, that you see their pain, that's the first thing. And that you can do as much as you can um, to support them. Acknowledging, you know, sometimes it's heartbreaking. Your heart would it's just breaking for them at times but particularly when they're going through rough parts of the treatment or if the families are if maybe if a parent is just finding it so difficult it is emotionally hard there's no point in saying that I don't think I think the day that we don't get upset or the day that we 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 say we're okay that we get used to it that's the day I think it's time to stop what we're doing because it's I think as long as we we we, we acknowledge and we concede our their pain, it's not our pain, it's their pain. And that's and I think I'll always put that, that's what's always in front of my mind. It's their pain. So what can I do for their pain? When I started nursing in, in learning disability, the first thing we were taught to do was to be advocates. And I think that's something I brought through my nursing the whole way through, you know, so we're advocates. If it's a, the simple thing about kids for a case for for a mother that's struggling, is we sit down, and find out what's the problem. It may not be anything got to do with the child. It could be something else. So if there's a way that we, that we in the hospital are in in the, on the ward or the hospital, or like contact from them to find out, is there other ways that we can help this parent? It's not just as I said earlier. It's not all about the the, the medical treatment. It's about how we can support the family. It's about supporting their families to try and just keep it keep an even keel to live to try and make things as normal as possible so how do I I as I said to you I acknowledge that they're in pain I acknowledge that it's not my pain and I think that's the important thing to do and it's important that I I try my best where possible to support them, to find if if I don't have the solution, I'll always say to the parents, I don't have all the answers. If I don't know the answers, I will let you know I don't have the answers, and I will do my best to try and get um somebody, you know, get talking to somebody in Crompton. Like even just on on during the week, there was one of the parents had difficulty finding transport to for an appointment, and it was really difficult. But you know, I got spoke to another member on the ward. who we eventually? I got speaking to a team, a home care team, in the mid area, and we were able to organise transport. You know, it's little things like that. It doesn't seem much, but for for a parent, that means an awful lot. Sometimes it's just like maybe ringing the the, the child's pharmacy in the community. Have they got this ready because sometimes the, the parents are so stressed, or maybe their their English is not their first language, and you know, so you have to make sure that they have got the drugs that's needed. And so I will liaise with 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 the with the pharmacy to make sure, I'll email them, and talk to them to make sure that everything's in place um, as much as possible that they get their medication, uh, you know, that's needed. It's 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 all of
0: the things that are needed in life. It's like life, life is heavy enough as it is with all of the obligations and the responsibilities and the to-do lists of parents that alleviating just some of that admin almost that comes with it so that they can, they can just give themselves that 1% more space to process what's going on.
1: Well, that's exactly it. I mean, it, 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 it's unbearable to think it. it's it's hard to believe, you know, that a parent has to go through this, that a child has to go through it. And I think it, we just be there for them, just constantly just give them support. Um, and I think what's important as well, it's not just about me on the ward. We have lots of staff on the ward. I mean, for some reason, all the staff fall in love with the kids. They, I think they know the journey that they're on. They know that and it's to see it's to see that they're little heroes. They're they're so brave. I think you can see their resilience every day. Children, parents don't realize that how resilient children children are. But I see it every single day of the week when I see all those children coming in, and the resilience in them is amazing. And I think the staff on 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 the ward from from the ward clerk, from kitchen staff, the cleaning staff, to all the nursing doctors, they just they've just built a rapport, rapport with, with 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 the children and the family, and you know. It, if they're walking out after an appointment, so you know you left something or saying, "Oh, how are you? How are things?" You know, and they, it's it's kind of playful, but they're part. of, I think they become part of us on the ward. They're part of. They're, they're coming to us for so long, they become part of, of us, and we we just yeah you, you you we I think we get much more we get a lot more out of them than we can give them. I, I think, I think that, as I said earlier, they they humble us all. They make us feel. We're thankful for what we have, and as I said, we can see the the resilience on those kids. I mean, every day, I'd love parents to realize I don't want children to get cancer, but I'd love parents to see how resilient that most of these kids are. They're resilient because they have no choice. The parents can't do it for them. The, what the parents can do is certainly be there for them. And the, You know, the parents has to be the eyes and the ears. Um, for the child, the, the parents, as I said, can become nor- nurses and doctors. Um, but that's tough for them, you know, because they, they have to they they're at home and they, they can't. Some some of the children are so small they can't even tell them how tell the parent how they're feeling. The older children can. Um, so so you know, as I said, it's it's hard in a parent to try and to try and find, you know, to try and um to be nurse, be doctor. Uh, to be everything at home. I mean, to still have to do all the family things at home. To still have to cook. To still have to pay the bills. To still have to do the washing and cleaning and ironing. I mean, that's on top of. Uh, I mean, that that doesn't stop. So it's it's a t- it's tough on families. And I think that's. I think as long as we appreciate that and we can try and be there for them as much as possible, I think that's important. Do you do you love what you do? Yeah, I wouldn't change it in a heartbeat. I do love it. As I said, it wasn't that I didn't set out to do it. I I I think I'm I think I'm very lucky. There's hard days, um, Sinead, There's hard days. It's it's tough at times. But the days the tough days, and when it's when you see then the, when you see a child, and when you hear that a child has rang the bell in crumbling, the only two of those is the, the last couple of weeks. I have to say that's amazing. It's a lovely, it's 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 a great feeling. And to know that, you know, as we've been part of it collectively, you know, from, from within the hospital and in Crumlin, you know, collectively, you know, we all had a, a major part to play in it, a big part to play in it. I think you can't have one without the other, you can't have Crumlin with, with with you know, with, without the shared care, I And mean, shared care certainly can't have it without Crumlin. Um, but yeah, no, I I I I think I'm fortunate, I'm very lucky to, have, to, to just have fallen into it. And also, I suppose I was very lucky in so far as when I went to Drogheda, after I left Crumlin, after working on the oncology ward in Crumlin, I went to work in, um, in, in Drogheda in the, in the Pitts unit. But from the October, I went in June and in October, then they had designated me as a link nurse staff nurse, a link nurse with the, with the children with cancer. At that stage, we didn't have many numbers. I was doing that part-time. So eventually then, um, the, the numbers increased, unfortunately. I still continue to be the link nurse, but eventually then they, they developed a clinical nurse specialist role. That that wasn't always there, Sinead. So that has only been there recently. Now, again, they had to put a case forward for that. Um, it had to go through the RCSI hospital group. Um, the nurse managers, the director of nursing, Rania Millen, you know, so th- they were all very supportive of the role. Again, that that's another way of sort of acknowledging the need, you know, f- that there is a, that the children do get cancer, that there is a children's um, service within the, the, our sm- the small little unit in, in, in Drogheda, you know, that it's going on there in the background. When, in a general hospital, in a general ward, You know, it could be forgotten. It could be, you may not see that children had the cancer, but by getting, I think, by having given a clinical nurse specialist, you know, in in making that role, I think it's very important. Not for me, but for the oncology services going forward. And thankfully, they have funded another girl. Caroline is currently doing a clinical nurse, or she's, sorry, she's doing her um, cancer nursing through Cromlin and UCD. And hopefully, she'll be finished now uh, during the summer. Again, you know, I think that's just the way forward. For, I think for any shared care at hospital is that you have people that's knowledgeable um, from from the, the different cancers, their treatments, and even how the system works and who, who, who to ring when you need questions to ask. I mean, I th- thankfully, I know a lot of the clinical specialists, the shared care managers, board managers. In and uh, the the consultants in Crumlin from having worked there, but also having been, been um, you know co- communicating with them down through the years, you know, so I'm lucky to have we up a rapport. And I think that, that I think that's what most I think that's what all shared care hospital needs is to have somebody because, as I said, you when you ha- when you're in a general ward, there's so much going on; it's it, you could easily lose sight of you know of the oncology or not of, of, of anything of any of, of any discipline of the nursing but so it's so important that we mind that 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 we that we're there to um keep this the oncology services going as best it can you know um for, for the safety with, with the safety of the patient is is utmost, and support for the families it sounds like you're doing an absolutely wonderful job <laughs> Well, I do my best and I think that's what's important. I think that's all anyone could do. And I do think parents do appreciate that.
0: I'm sure they absolutely do. I think you were so lucky to have you and people like you and people that even if you fell into the role, it's something that you've clearly taken on as a complete, um, you know, you've adopted it as part of your life and part of your purpose and why you're here and what you can do to help listening to you tonight, I I can feel, I can feel it from you. Um, The intensity with which you love what you do because you get to help. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not something that many of us, I think, have the have the bandwidth or the capacity to do. I'm sure it takes its toll throughout the course of your life. But thank you for doing it. Thank you for being that advocate, being that support. Those small, minor ways that all add up to huge, big differences, they matter. Um, We're just lucky to have you. And thank you for sharing your story with me today.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to this Gold Ribbon Conversation. There are more Gold Ribbon stories written by those fighting childhood cancer on our website, childhoodcancer.ie. And you'll find a link in our show notes. If you can, we would love you to share this podcast across social media using hashtag Gold ribbon Conversations as it can help more families to discover this show. This podcast was produced by The Brand Story for Childhood Cancer Ireland, hosted by Sinead O'Moore and sound production by Alan Breslin.